Welcome to Scare Zone, episode 35. And Chris Ripley has joined us from the UK. Chris, you're there. I am. How you doing? I'm, I'm doing great. Let's just get to it because we have very limited time with our special guest today. You guys have been requesting it for, for pretty much a year now since, uh, since she was announced last year. Uh, to be portraying uh, the icon for Halloween Horror Nights 26, and that is Aaron Klein, who was Chance. Aaron, welcome to the show. What's up, guys? Thank you so much for having me. Uh, we are thrilled. We are thrilled. Again, this has been something that, this has probably been our most, you know, James Keaton was pretty high up there, but I think yours, because <laughs> of, of how timely it was, you became uh, pretty much the, the most wanted person on our show, and we're thrilled to finally... Uh, to peek oh, behind man, the curtain. Thanks. Now that now that now that uh, Chance is is asleep for right now, we can now talk to you and discuss <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I'm, everything I'm on happened. But, now. Exactly. Uh, for, uh, for those though that do want to know more about you, because I think that's what's interesting to our audience is it's less about oh the character. It's, it's tell us like how did you get your start at at the theme park at Universal Studios? Okay, so. Um... Right. So 2007 was the introduction of the character Chance, and that was with the original stage show, The Carnival of Carnage. Well, that was actually my first acting role here at Universal. I had just moved from London, England. Of course, I'm not from there. I'm from North Carolina, but I'd lived there for many years and had just moved back to the States here. Um kind of, you know, auditioned actually for a scare actor. Um, At the time, I really didn't know anything about the Horror Nights event. And, uh, you know, kind of thought, well, I'll just go into this audition. It will sort of encompass everything. And uh, I was a professionally trained actress. I have a degree in theater. Um, You know, and so I did my thing. And Michael Roddy, uh, who was writing and directing the, the show, The Carnival of Carnage, and was, you know, an integral part of Halloween Horror Nights at the time, Uh, kind of flagged me and sort of had me come in and do all this crazy stuff with this, you know, this character that I knew nothing about. And sure enough, about a month later, I got a call that I got cast as Chance. And, you know, we had no idea who this was. And we just knew it was Chance the Clown Girl in some show. And I didn't realize at the time how cool, you know, this thing that I was doing really was. Um, you know, it was just super new to me. So that was kind of my my introduction to this company. I had a great introduction to this company. And, and throughout Carnival of Carnage, you know, we just developed a, a great working relationship with the creative team for Halloween Horror Nights. And from there, uh, I immediately booked um, the Grinchmas musical, which that was the first year that we had put it on stage uh, sure, inside sure. the soundstage as a as you know, as a musical. And uh, I played the character of Betty Lou Who, which, if you guys aren't familiar, is the mother of Cindy Lou right. Who. She was quirky and frumpy and all the things that I love playing. Um, did that. And then uh, simultaneously, while we were doing that show, I was in the original cast of 10 people that uh, opened the Disaster Studios attraction <laughs> as Lonnie. Um, so it was... <laughs> 2007 into 2008 was super busy, and I just, I really planted myself just amazingly in this company, and it kind of took off from there. It was, it was really cool. Probably three of the most, you know, different characters you could be playing back then. Dude. Also. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, I, I kind of never knew who I was day to day, um, but that's, but I, I think of myself really as a character actor. I mean, that is truly what I love is to, is to step on a stage and transform. And I've, I've never been afraid to play a frumpy, ugly, disgusting, <laughs> you know, all of those things I already am. Right. Um, no, no, no. 
<laughs> don't say that. Don't, don't put don't put that on us, man. <laughs> no, um, I've I've I love playing opposites. I think is what I'm trying to sure. say. So that was of course that was great. And then you know um, this coming up in August, I'm going to have my anniversary with this company. Twelve years. Um, That's awesome. With Universal, yeah, yeah, and I've done Bill and Ted's many times. Um, currently, have a, a contract as a Lucy Ricardo on the streets of Hollywood at Universal, and also sure. as a, um, a storyteller in the the Seuss show. It's a little children's theater show over at yep. Islands of Adventure. My kids love that show. So oh, great. good! Awesome. You'll have to bring them one of my days that, I'm, that I'm playing there. I'd love to meet them. Absolutely, totally will. Chris, I'm sure you got something. Yeah, so, so going back, talking about our very good friend, Mr. Roddy again, um, yeah. how much involvement did you have with him and the, and the team creating the actual character of Chance? Oh, man, he was uh, he was so cool to work with. Now, when, you know, when I came in, obviously, they had, they had developed this character. They developed her relationship with Jack. Um, they developed her, her costume design. And... Uh, Really, that was kind of where it where it ended. Um, Michael Roddy and I had a wonderful collaboration. I think um, I think he just saw a lot of potential in me, and I and I thank him as many times as I can for that, um, because I remember him saying to me very early on in the rehearsal process, you know, I, I, I want you to, I just want you to go home, and I want you to, I want you to just figure out who she is, where she came from how she walks, how she talks, uh, just everything about this character. And I, and I did just that. And, and I even uh, sketched up kind of an, an idea of what I thought she looked like, which uh, ironically wasn't far removed from what her character design actually was. Because um, we knew that she was youthful and doll-like. Um, it, you know, and, and really, yeah. even even in the final stages of the rehearsal, we were still tweaking who she was. And he really gave me a lot of freedom to kind of just run with her. And sure. hopefully he's glad he did that because whatever it was that we developed together, people people seemed to really like it. And I couldn't be I couldn't be more proud of it and humbled by it. Well, you, you have that amazing first year and then it's. You know, eight years or so of of not did you did you think that this character when you were finished portraying it that first year in two thousand seven that this would be something that could be a reoccurring theme in your career? You know, no, I didn't. I like I said right right out of the original Carnival of Carnage. I still wasn't. I had never been to the Horror Nights event before as a guest. I still literally have never been to Horror Nights as a guest. <laughs> This is going to be my first year being able to do that, knowing nothing about awesome. the event and just having it be a great surprise. So I didn't, I didn't really understand the dynamic of the icons um, and how they impact the event, not just one year, but but for many years. Um, I knew Jack was popular. I know Jack and Chance uh, several years after. The Carnival of Carnage. Uh, while I was doing Bill and Ted's, they actually had Jack and Chance a few years as uh, characters on the street with some of the other icons. Right. Um, and and so I knew that there was a continued interest in her. I, you know, Jack is a he's a freaking rock star. You know, so I know <laughs> I knew he wasn't going away anytime soon. Sure. Um, and the great thing is that she 
she is attached to him or, you know, it was at the time at least sort of riding his coattails. Um, So it, it wasn't. It wasn't a crazy idea that she would come back, but I never, I certainly never expected it. Um, there again, like I said, it's just her, her popularity was always so humbling to me. Um, yeah, so in 2015, I was not shocked, but I was really, really pleasantly surprised that we were going to revisit those two characters again on stage. That's awesome. In between that time, so you have those years in Bill and Ted, and that is a that's a thread that runs through pretty much everyone you have on the show. I feel like the, the actors, actors that come on, are the ones that are they're doing Bill and Ted pretty much every year. They're there. So for those maybe that don't know, who have you been in those years? Okay, so uh, the first the first Bill and Ted's I did, I was uh, Lindsay Lohan. Okay, and, uh, zombie Lindsay Lohan. I think she was kind of. Uh, <laughs> yes, I remember. I remember having a wig with, and stuck inside of that wig were uh, popsicles and birds. Um, (laughs) And I remember attempting to pee in a drain um, on the stage. (laughs) It was it was a great year. Nightly, Uh, yeah. Um, And I believe that that was, if I'm not mistaken, that was one of yes, that was actually Michael Aiello's very last year directing. Bill and Ted's, and I got to be a part of that. Um, so that was that was Great. awesome. Uh, from then, uh, from there, I was um, Smurfette. That was one that people still remember. Uh, the, sure, the makeup and costume design for her was phenomenal. Um, she was really fun to do. Um, and I like the color blue now, and I think that maybe that's why. Uh, I look good in blue. Um, I was Anna. That was a really popular, very popular scene, um, and one of the first times that Bill and Ted's has introduced live singing into one of oh. their parodies uh, and right. rapping, which <laughs> I take credit for, not the singing, the rapping part. Um, I've actually been a swing. One year I was a swing, so I played, you know, like eight different characters. Oh, just so whenever – so for people that don't know, that's just – you're essentially alternating with others. Could, yes, you're basically – right? you basically learn all of the female acting roles and you just play lots of them throughout the course of the run and it allows for the actors to be given a little bit of a break and to actually see the show themselves because when you're doing Bill and Ted's, the schedule is intense. Um, yes. And oftentimes you just don't really get to see the show that you're that you're in. You don't see the final product. And so we come in and we kind of allow you to do that. And, and as a character actor, it's a great challenge because, you know, you, you play anything from Taylor Swift to Paula Deen, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, like and you can play them both in the same night. <laughs> So it's that's that's a unique challenge. I'm I'm glad I got to be a part of that experience for sure. All right, Chris. So I think you can help here. We get we get to 2015. Okay. Well, where, yeah. where do we go? <laughs> well, going back to um, uh, to Jack and um, to James Keaton, who um, obviously is a good uh, a friend of ours, good friend of the yeah. show. Yeah. Um, what was it like working with him back, you know, in 2007, and then again in 2015? Well, you know, there again in 2007, I didn't know. I didn't know what I was getting into. And so um, I, I knew that James had a lot of clout. I knew that he had a great vision and a great voice for this character. I knew that he had originated the role of Jack the Clown. Um, 
And he and I kind of hit it off immediately. And I think it's because we both really invest in our roles. They're very, both of these roles are extremely thought out. And everything that we do is thoughtful and purposeful. And and it comes from a background of of performing and, and, and really, and it also comes from loving these two characters and loving their dynamic together. And so he and I actually built a wonderful friendship and have continued to be friends throughout the years. Um, and I wasn't, I wasn't afraid to voice my opinion. Um, and I think he had a great respect for that. And, and so from 2007 to 2015, obviously 2015 chance had evolved you know, and, um, and man, I just, I loved being on stage with that guy because you trust him fully and he and I both just, we really knew how to communicate on stage and I knew that he was constantly going to try new things. Uh, that man is perfection to a lot of people, but he'll never know it himself. He'll always strive to be better. And and I hope that I come across that way as well because I do always want to be better and and stronger and funnier and, you know, make the beats happen better. And, and you know, I just I, – I loved working with him. I loved the energy from the crowd when we were on stage together. Um, you know, maybe – hopefully one day I'll have the opportunity to do it again. I've never actually yeah. – well, I take that back. I actually have worked with him in another dynamic as the Grinch in um in the Grinchmas right. musical. We we went I think we went straight from oh <laughs> seven uh Carnival of Carnage into into the, the Grinchmas musical. Uh of course if I never interacted with him in that, but <laughs> Yeah, we can't get enough of each other, I guess is the point. Yeah. When you look at so for people that don't know, because we've had a lot of the the icons, if you will, and even with James, is that year specifically, you guys were actually out there night after night, and which which was different than you know, we've interviewed the guys, the director, the, these other guys who kind of did the promotional shoots, and that was it. So what was that like for you to not just have to do a photo shoot, but to live this character for? I mean, gosh, at that point, it's still already a month plus. <laughs> Man, I wouldn't have it any other way. I. <laughs> she's so close to me. It was that, it, that was a very busy time, but one of the most memorable times I, I think I've ever had as an actor. Um, we, we took a trip to, to Budapest to film the commercial and that was awesome. And still something that year after year we talk about what a great experience that sure. was. Um, and then immediately from there, you know, he, he obviously had, a much busier schedule that year uh, than I did, but they had brought me in for some of the promotional things and, and social media videos and things like that. And uh, he was always really excited when we got to work together um, just because of our dynamic. But yeah, I, I, I did, I think all but a couple shows. Right. Um, and that was just because I, of you know, sickness or, or, or just somebody going, Hey, you should watch the show that you're in. Um, (laughs) so I, uh, I think I have a strong work ethic and I just, if I'm, if I'm a part of something like that, I do not want to let go of it. I I just want to continue to be a part of it and, uh, and continue to grow it. Um, 
So it was, it was, it was, it was a busy year for sure, but sure. I wouldn't have it any other way than to be there night after night in those shows. When no, did you, with yeah, that cast. When did you find out that you were going to be taking the reins as the icon the next year? Um, or how did you find out? You find stuff like that out pretty early in the year, you know, because Halloween Horror Nights, it takes up, at least in the in the art and design department, a good right. majority of the year for, you know, and, and the running joke is always the moment Horror Nights opens, they're working on the next year, you know. Right. Um, so I found out pretty early in the year. Uh, and we had, you know, we had several promotional things that – that we had to do pretty early on. And um, I found out from uh, Mike Aiello, made that announcement to me. And uh, I wouldn't have wanted it to come from anybody else, man. It was, I I can remember standing in my kitchen uh, when I got the phone call about it. And I was just grinning from ear to ear. I had no idea that, that the success of 2015 would would allow me you know to 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 take the reins for the next year i had no idea that i was being prepped essentially to be the icon for the next year and now that i look back on it i'm like you know patrick braylord was our director for uh the carnival of carnage uh this this last one and man you're talking about a, a great talent he is i just loved working with that guy but and and he was a he was a a large part of my direction in all of the promotional things that I did last year as the icon um and we get on like a house on fire and he he told me he said you know there were moments in in the show in 2015 that sort of sucked the air out of the room there were moments with you on stage and that's when I knew you know I could confidently say that that was going to be our icon. Now, even though, you know, none of the decisions had been made, but he felt in his heart that those were the moments that would sell me as the icon. And that was just super cool because I had no idea. You know, I was just up there in the moment doing my thing, but everybody else was looking at it in a very different way. And I just thought that was really cool. That is great. I mean, that's just awesome to hear because that's experience, I'm sure. Not many many people – Get to have, but Chris, I oh. I don't want to hog all the time. Chris, what do you got? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, how did that feel last year, for example? I mean, because you were the center of everything, essentially. I mean, how did it feel walking into your local grocery store and there's your face on this poster and then billboards and you know all the other stuff? Oh, it was super cool. Now, um, I I am a, actually a commercial actress, uh, so. You know, I do obviously when I can commercial and film and television and things like that. So I had I had seen myself on television before, um, and had done some commercial spots last year uh, at the same time. And so to see the commercials and the and the billboards and the public's um, cutouts and then a commercial of me, you know, uh, doing something entirely different was was bizarre. I was I had seen that before and it had kind of gotten over the nerves of seeing that but um i did kind of freak some people out in Publix, uh out in claremont you know and you know when i'd walk in and they'd sort of they kind of walk past me and they'd sort of look at it and and kind of do a double take because you know even though you're covered in in makeup and prosthetics you 
for me at least, not not necessarily for Jack, but for Chance, her face was still exposed. You could still see her or me through, you know, through right. that makeup. And um, my mother, on many occasions, bless her, she is. I'm an only child, and I, she is my number one fan. And that woman for a month aggravated her local Publix about getting that cutout <laughs> of her daughter. <laughs> The moment they were going to take it down, and I just, I know that they probably thought this crazy woman is some, you know, Horror Nights fan, and yep. she has no idea who this girl is, but, in, you know, in theory, it actually was my mother. Um, Good. It, it was it was super cool. I I had some friends who had children, and they would take they would you know people would take pictures with the Publix cutouts and send them to me, or or you know their their kids would say, "Mommy, that's you know that's your friend Aaron," and you know, and it was just it was probably extremely strange for the people that were shopping in the Publix at the time. Um, but I thought it was just it was just such a neat thing, and and I do have a room in my house currently designated for all of my wonderful cutouts. Um, so when I work out in my gym, I am staring at myself, and my self is, is, is staring back, essentially. Gives I think me that's fun because – Absolutely. I think that's fun because when we talked with James, we asked him a similar question, and his answer was like, yeah, there's just so much – prosthetics that I see, you know, I, I know it's me, yeah. but it's not like I'm staring. And, but for you, it is. I mean, when, when we've sent you, like, we've seen your promo shots that are unrelated, it's like, clearly that's you, yeah. uh, you know, where James is definitely different. So we got a couple qu- people ask questions. Some of those, we took them from Twitter. Uh, but one person did ask a question that I, I think a lot of people, because now I've seen, I'm good friends with and do another podcast with uh, Tim, with the Tim Tracker. And he even said he sees this all the time, which is, do you, have you noticed now that as you are these other characters throughout the years, or throughout the year, that people are recognizing you more uh-huh. for your other roles. Uh-huh. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many times I have been in the middle of my Dr. Seuss children's show <laughs> and heard someone walking through Islands of Adventure, Chat, I love you! <laughs> and I'll throw them a little chance laugh or something, you know, um, or people that have come to, to sit and watch the show wearing my face on their shirt. <laughs> um happens all the time all the and uh out here on the streets of Hollywood as Lucy um I'll have people come up and they'll you know very respectfully so as not to not to destroy character integrity for right. everyone around them they'll you know they'll whisper um little puns to me about chance um and then there are some people the pe- the things that I love the most are when people don't know and I'll have someone come up in the pigtails wearing the chance shirt you know decked out you can tell that they're a fan and they're taking a picture with Lucy and they just have no idea and then <laughs> I'll I'll get a Facebook message or something and someone will have told them and you know, they, they, they can't believe it. And they're like, ah, I have to come back. I had no idea it was you. <laughs> um, but, but you know, now with social media and, and now that James and I have been able to break that fourth wall and to talk about right. ourselves as actors playing these roles and the other things that we do in the park, uh, it, it allows for a lot of people to come up and actually, and actually talk to you. And I think that's, I think that's great. I, you know, throughout the year, I just absolutely love – when when people come up and, and talk about years past and how they appreciated what we did, you know, that that never gets old. You know, that's what any actor ever wants is to is to inspire someone and 
you know, keep keep what they do alive. I saw you and James were walking around Megacon. Yeah. So and, and, and well, got a photo well, with uh... I actually wasn't walking around Megacon. I was working okay. Megacon. Oh, working Megacon. Excuse me. As uh, Jennifer Parker from Back okay. to the Future. There you go. Yeah. And you ran, you ran into you ran into a Jack and Chance. I did. Um, they actually came over and uh, wonderful. It was a it was a it was a, a brother and a sister and a mother. Oh. And the mother. Uh, had made their costumes. She had spent months making these costumes. And I got to tell you, she nailed it. She did such a beautiful job. They were so cool. And the brother and sister were wearing them so adorably. And, uh, you know, they came over. And and strangely, I had a ton of people as Jennifer Parker recognize me as Chance and come over and just want to say hi. And that was really cool. Um and we took some pictures together, and I, you know, I'm calling James up, and I'm like, James, are you here? Because I figured he would be. He's a fan, and uh, I'm like, you got to come over here and and meet these people. And he was so sweet, and he had actually had some, he had some pictures of us, and uh, from 2015, some really cool images that never got released, and he gave them to them as gifts, and they were super appreciative. And I saw that family several times throughout the the MegaCon uh, weekend, and. They were really cool. They came over dressed in, you know, just regular civilian clothes and took pictures with me in the Back to the Future car. It was it was really cool. So yeah, we yeah, we got to see Jack and Chance at Megacon. I mean, that's cool, right? You you have Absolutely. people cosplaying you at a at a comic convention. That's that's awesome. I have I have someone that recently um sent me images of a tattoo. Of my face that is literally it's the most beautiful tattoo I've ever seen not because it's my face not in any way am I saying that it's just <laughs> it is so well done um, and this guy actually has he has all the icons I was this the newest edition and cool. um, if he's listening right now man you got to send this picture over to these guys Logan you would love to see this picture it, I'm sure he's listening I just have a feeling it is uh. <laughs> Liter- it is just it is my face. I mean, they nailed it. That's awesome. It's it's really cool, and it's actually an image not from last year, but from 2015, which um, seemed to be people's favorite look of her over the last sure. uh, three times. What about was it your favorite look? Oh man, I don't know if I have a favorite look. I I did love in 15 how grimy she was. That you know. Um, her and her and Jack both were starting to kind of deteriorate from the outside, um, and so you know her white makeup was was uh, dripping down her face. It looked like she had put it on herself. It looked like she had lived in it for a very long time. She had she had killed and pillaged in in this makeup, and 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 you know literally through blood, sweat, and tears, she was wearing this makeup. Um, but last year that costume. The, the black theater costume was gorgeous. It was so intricate, and you carried yourself differently in that costume. It was so regal. Um, but I also really, really dug the simplicity of the Asylum version of Chance, you know, just in the rags. Uh, and we didn't see as much of her in the promo stuff. You know, she, right. was, kind of, she was kind of kept inside of her, her Asylum but man, she was really fun to play in some of the photo shoots. She was uh she was primal and that was really fun. Um I was going to say uh 
Would you jump at uh, returning to the character again? And do you have any words of wisdom for any future icons? Uh, first question, yeah. I I love her. I'm in love with her. She she was she came out of me, truly. She was developed out of things that I was going through at the time uh, in my personal life and otherwise. And, and I will never let her go. You know, just like I'm sure James says the, th- the same thing about Jack. They are just will forever be a part of us. So 100%, I, it would be an honor to, to play her again in the future. Um, man, icons. Uh, gosh, I look, Halloween Horror Nights fans, they're legit. You know, they <laughs> they expect you to bring it. And, uh, and 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 I guess I would just say to future future Horror Nights icons, bring it, you know, really, really invest, um, really make unique, interesting choices uh, because we're, we're growing. And, you know, our art and design team, they are our creative team. They're so good at what they do and they're going to continue to develop amazing new content um, that, and just, you know, pile interesting things on top of each other. And so all icons from here on out, they're going to they're going to have some big shoes to fill because they will be created by such awesome talents as the people that that create Halloween Horror Nights. So just just be ready, I guess. Um, be ready for for, you know, to to invest in the character and be ready for how awesome you're going to be received and how great that's going to feel for all of these fans to love what you do. Cause it is just an amazing feeling. It, it's unlike any other. Well, we really appreciate you joining us and being a part of this. I will ask you one final question and that is just cause this kind of does wrap up our coverage of Halloween Horror Nights 26. And actually since we've been recording this stuff has broken. And I think you guys do that to mess with us, but I'm just, just <laughs> 27. But hey, uh, though you weren't, you know, as physically in the park, you were some you were doing promotion on a lot of that this year. What were your thoughts on the portrayal of Chance and your portrayal at, you know, walking through Halloween Horror Nights 26? That was a, that was a different experience. It was a, there was a vulnerability there because for one, you're, you're basically handing over this character that, that you are so close to, to other people, to other actors and trusting them to, to do that character justice. And I was, I was really happy with what I saw. I know that our girls had a great time portraying her both outside on the street and inside the house. And it was wonderful to see all of the different portrayals and, and um, the direction, you know, last year with those girls was, it's not about, it's not about impersonating Aaron. It's not, you know, it's, it's about you, making her your own and you know taking her her backstories and and her voices and her mannerisms and things like that and and um really just kind of doing your own thing with it and so that was a cool thing to see was other people's interpretations of of this character that I that I had helped develop um it was neat it was neat coming to horror nights just as a guest um, very different for sure. Totally different, but, but I really enjoyed it and I hope the girls had a great time. That's awesome. Well, we really do hope that, I mean, whatever role, obviously not chance this year, but whatever role we hope to see you in the parks or at Horror Nights this year. And thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. And, uh, thank you. This a little has bit been a great time. Thank you so much, everybody. We'd love to do it again. So <laughs> Abs- uh, awesome. Absolutely. Right. I can't wait. 
All right, thanks to Aaron Klein for joining us here on Scare Zone. And of course, as always with Halloween Horror Nights, they do something to us. They specifically said at the very beginning, you know, you know nothing more than we do, uh, so don't ask about stuff. And while we're on the air, and we just got finished, I checked my phone. My phone has exploded because now there is a video on the Halloween Horror Nights website that leads you to putting in your address and it's asking your soul is requested, and it seems like they're going to be sending you something in the mail. We'll break this down. We'll ask our friends. Uh, let's pull up that Universal blog maybe while we do this. But before we get to that, while I pull that up, as we'll wrap up this episode, Chris, why don't you talk about the, the new book, which is out? Yeah, the book has literally just come out. It went straight to the top of the uh, U.S. Travel Guide, so I was very, very pleased about that and very grateful. Thank you for that. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's selling really well. I'm getting loads of good feedback. We've just had a, uh, five-star review from a, uh, a reader's favorite critic, um, who absolutely raved about the book. Um, a lot of these people, I present the book to them, they go, what the hell is Halloween Horror Nights? But then once they start <laughs> reading it and see all the history that goes into it and all the great stories that, that we've been able to find, um, yeah, everyone's really enjoying it. It's a lot more expanded than the previous editions. So, uh, yeah. And I, I signed, yeah. I signed and mailed out loads this week for people that had ordered signed copies, and uh, my wrist is is and hand is hurting from <laughs> so much <laughs> pen work. Well, I really enjoyed it. I've been uh, digging through it as it come out. So here, and you can get that by the way. I've already updated our Scarezone website with it. You can find it at scarezone.com. You can also just go to Amazon and buy it there as well. Uh, so here's what happened, Chris. I've dug into this. So th- this is guys. I know we talk about the curses like a joke, but this is legitimately happening when we're doing the show. They even laugh about it. You heard them laugh about it. I wish we could have played even them cutting out, being like, ha-ha. Uh, it says, time is already running out for you to commit your soul to Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights. When the time is up, you won't be left out. The damned at this year's premiere Halloween event want what you can't live without, your soul. They demand a sacrifice to fuel the darkness of the event that awaits you this fall. Those who sacrifice their soul, and by that they mean give them all their information, like your, your address and such, uh, before the clock hits zero, because it's a countdown, uh, will join the elite soul collectors. Their boldness will be repaid in rewards. For your sacrifice, soul collector rewards, you will get an issued uh, you'll be issued an item identifying you as one of the elite members. You'll have an opportunity to be part of a Soul Collector social media meetup, and your soul will be weighed and evaluated in consideration for additional reward levels or additional rewards leading up to and throughout the event. Uh, receive information. So it's somewhat a bit like uh, a, a bit like what they did in previous years. Legendary truth. <laughs> And you can do that now. And there's a time timer running out. And uh, hopefully, by the time you're hearing this, it's not too late. I'm sure I'll post this. It's you have 33 days to do it. So yeah, you'll be hearing this, you know, maybe in a day from when we record this. So that's pretty rad. And that's something, at least with the physical items, with the social medias, uh, social meetups, that's changing it a little bit. That's yeah. It, it seems like once you signed up, um, there's a countdown to 33 days time when the next thing yeah. will be released. Uh, or the next reward and at the moment you can download uh, wallpapers um, and then you can work towards other rewards by the looks of it from using social media so it's quite interesting all the little addition that they've added to the website do you see anything here that leads you to believe any of the the icon hype anything specific the video they put out is definitely a death centered icon well yeah there's there's rumors of a um uh, like a Grim Reaper character, uh, Lady Death, I think, was one that, that they yeah. had in one of the um, parks overseas. Um, you know, I mean, it could it could still be the caretaker. People keep saying it's Cindy. I mean, the, the audition role asked for lots of uh, female actresses of a certain height that looked young. So uh, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> 
All right. Well, we'll keep speculating as more information is released. We will let you know. Obviously, you can find all the information. We've got new shirts available on ScareZone.com. Some really fun ones and different ones. Hope you guys check them out and like them. And that's awesome. Again, ScareZone.com for all your information, and you can get those shirts. Uh, It's the new I'm with the Clown shirt. And the new, um, like, almost cartoon version of all of us. It's, it's, it, Shelby told me it's the Disney version of us. The Disney version of us. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're, real, we're real pretty, real cute, so you can find us there. All right. Well, I think, Chris, that it? That's it, I think, yep. Let's do it. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to this week's Scare Zone. We'll be coming back soon because news is going to break, and soon we're going to start trickling into that once-a-week show. So that's going to come as things start getting progressed. As soon as we get closer, we're really close now. We're only like three months out uh, from Halloween Horror Night, so it's an awesome time, and this is our kickoff. This sort of wrapped up 26. Let's kick off 27 now officially, though we did that last week. I think this is actually the kickoff uh, (laughs) from here. Whatever. All right. That's going to do it for this week on Scare Zone. As always, keep your eyes closed, your ears open, and we'll see you at Finnegan's. (laughs) 